Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Ernest Man Show. Wherever you may be in this world. Just a quick message on how you can win a fabulous prize. After listening to an episode, simply go to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and go to the Discuss Comment section below the episode. Leave a comment. That's it. It's that simple. Within a week, if a winner is chosen, you possibly could be a winner of a fabulous prize. Okay, well, it's, it's not a car or a boat, but then again, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So, what are you waiting for? You've got a good chance, and you can say anything you like. So, that's my message. Now, let's go to the show. Episode number 59, The United States of Doublespeak. Listen to this to help you survive. What's coming? What I'd like to talk about today is um, a little different. Matter of fact, as you know, I always try to talk about, well, things are a little different. There is an old saying, an old adage, that um, was once even controversial. This shows you how things change with time and, in this case, technology. But uh, the basic uh, nature of mankind is to, uh, well, try to push the envelope, so to speak. Some of them try to appear to be, uh, well... Maybe a little bit more than they are. At some point, someone came up with the idea, for instance, to put forth the question that if a tree falls in the woods and there's nobody there to hear it, does it actually make a sound? Now, I've done a bit of research on this. And uh, the answer may be a little bit surprising. Because, as you may expect, roughly half of the people who were asked this question thought that the question in and of itself was idiotic. Because they said, well, of course it makes a noise. Of course it makes a sound. But on the other side of the coin, the person who uh, may have popularized this notion, they could stand behind uh, the fact that uh, there was no way of actually proving this. So for however long, uh, they were able apparently to impress someone with this. But, eventually, technology came to the rescue. And at some point, 
they developed a recording device and they carried this experiment out full well knowing what to expect from such a, uh, well, let's say, unenlightened proposition. And they were able to prove that, yes, in fact, it does make a sound. And this, of course, has been proven repeatedly. So that kind of lays that uh, idiotic notion to rest once and for all. But all things are not like that either for the same reasons that we don't we don't have the technology to prove something one way or the other for instance we cannot despite what religious folks claim we cannot prove there is an afterlife but can't disprove it either so religion continues on, at least for the time being. I'm not here to talk about religion. What I am here to talk about is along those same lines, whereas someone may hear something like this and basically have the same knee-jerk reaction of, of course, well, it's this or, of course, well, it's that. But I happen to know something that I feel is a bit more definitive. Now, as I have said before, I do not usually go into statistics and quote sources because, frankly, that's beyond the scope of what I do. But I assure you, it's available. So how do I come up with the ideas or answers to certain questions that I do? Well, it's called many hours of research. And that's what I do. And I do it for you. So you can uh, rest assured that I'm not just... Uh, talking out my uh, buttocks here that I uh, I've spent a few hours on this and usually also in conjunction with that depending on what the subject is it's entirely possible that I also have a wealth of personal experience so with what I'm about to tell you it all falls into that category. That's what I wanted to lay out here before I went any further. Just so you know, I'm not just talking out of my ass. <clears throat> so, um, as you know, we have this, um, and <laughs> unless you've been living under a rock or in a cave, uh, there's no way you could not know about the war going on between Russia and Ukraine. And, uh, yeah. So, 
but there's also something that I'm sure that you're aware of. And that is that supermarket prices for food is going are going way up as is gasoline which I talked about a few weeks ago and predicted there is a uh, town a very small town town city in California right now as of this date and they have almost hit $10 a gallon I'm not kidding and we are at a higher national average for fuel, for instance, just as I predicted. And it's somewhere between 525 and 575. And I, I talked about this several weeks ago, and I said, don't be surprised when this happens. And it has. And that's where we are now. And it's not going to improve. It's not going to get any better. But again, quite specifically, as far as fuel is concerned, cost of fuel, and I believe me, I have to buy gas just like everyone else. I'm not saying that that's not important, but that's not specifically what I'm here to talk about with this episode. What I wanted to talk about is actually much broader. In, in general, oftentimes, you see, I like to talk about the broader side of things as opposed to the narrow. You know, the macro versus the micro. That kind of thing. So anyway, yeah, fuel prices are way up. Food prices are up. Everything's going up because... They say, well, we're, we're now we're in an inflationary circle. So when these things happen, like it's hot off the wire, right off the damn ticker tape of the news, and they always often they invent a new catchphrase, a new damn thing, and now it's a, well, it's an, inf it's an inflationary cycle, folks. What are we going to do? <laughs> It's, it's, you know, the way it affects all our lives. It's not funny, but I'm just saying you have to laugh at the preposity of these politicians and these news media pundits, and they're just paid to run their trap. When actually, yeah, they they may be very good. Let's say of. Um, Let's see. I'll pointing out the obvious. <laughs> Christ, a blind man can see that uh, the situation that we're in. So it's, yeah, it's pretty damn self-evident <laughs> as far as, you know, that's concerned. But what I want to talk about is the cause. Ah, well, there's no shortage of that either because, well, the, hey, there we, we got you covered. They're ready they're ready on that deal. And they say, well, then they immediately jump into, this is today, this is now. They immediately jump into UK, Ukraine and Russia, the Ukraine-Russian conflict. 
and just go on and on and on and on with that. If you remember, it wasn't too awful long ago. Um, well, of course, before, you know, three months or so ago, um, when the, you know, the, uh, the war, quote unquote, uh, that started, uh, I call it the conflict, but, you know, call it whatever the hell you want. But before um, absolutely, you know, making Vladimir Putin a cross between Satan and Adolf Hitler took hold, um, then it was before it was, of course, it was COVID. And so the point is, is that while the economic fiscal ship is sinking, is collapsing, is going down, when things are really bad, then, of course, the people that we pay that extort our money, that take our money, and who essentially do nothing, then the finger pointed, um, the finger pointing starts, and it's it's anything else but us. It's anything but, um, I don't know, fiscal responsibility. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's anything. It's anything but them with their hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars um, in salaries, stolen money that they've amassed over the years. This whole thievery game from our quote-unquote leaders and, of course, you know who the main, the big rich guys are. Do I have to mention their names? Yeah, well, I will. Pull teeth here. Drag it out of me. You know, guys like Musk and you know, Brazos and, and such. You know, but, but that's just a few. They, those few happen to be two first and second of the wealthiest men on the planet. But the minions um, who are in D.C., they're, they're indirect bosses. Well, they're wealth's nothing to, to snag at either. I mean, this, they, they, <laughs> they have been well, what's the word? It's like your uncle coming to your unwanted, unlucky uncle that comes and shows up at the birthday party. And let's just say he's well-primed. Same deal. They will say anything, and in this case, eventually do anything, that makes sure that the responsibility goes somewhere else. That your eyes and your focus is not on them. It's always some, some boogeyman 
some evildoer. Somewhere there's an evildoer, a bad man. We would have had this all fixed if it wouldn't have been for that bad man. Yeah. And right now, I probably don't have to tell you who the bad man is. We've been informed of that, whether we want to hear it or not, 24-7 ad nauseum. But here, I'm going to tell you, because that's what I do. I'm going to tell you what's really going on. Now, just a quick preface before I do that. Um, I would like to say that I am not going to quote people and newspaper reports and statistics. Because, folks, I've already done all that. So... In other words, you're getting the pre-digested. You're getting what I have already studied, what I have already assimilated. But do your own research. If you know the sources. And if you don't, you know how to reach me. And I'll tell you. But um, I like in this relatively short spot that I put out here for you to listen to. I like to just cut to the meat and uh, that's it. So that's the reason for that, if that hopefully explains things. So yeah, now here is the big surprise. This is going to, I know that for a lot of you listening to this, um, so what I'm about to say is borderlining on, um, well, conspiracy theory, tinfoil hatism, or is he just outright crazy? Well, only, only you can decide that. But I'm going to tell you what is really going on. So, what we're going through <clears throat> is actually a what is a pre-planned dry run for shortages that are going to be massive and they're going to be sustained because there is a group of countries that let's just say have been under American dominance for so long and they are spiraling down and frankly, they're sick of it. They're sick of the American hegemony that has existed for quite some time now. And what the evidence would show 
is that um, the collective idea is that America um, and unfortunately, as you know, in any kind of war, and I'm not talking about a war of necessarily, you know, dropping bombs here. I'm talking about a different kind of war, a financial war. But it is a war nonetheless. And unfortunately, when you have a war, there are casualties. And unfortunately, those casualties are going to be the American people. Typically in a war, whether it's dropping bombs, or in this case, not per se dropping bombs, but it's always the citizens who get stuck with the tab. And it's going to be no different here. The U.S. Um, oligarchy is fully aware of this. And so, consider everything that's happening now with the inflation rate and the cost of fuel and the cost of food and general, you know, inflation and the whole, the whole shebang. But it's actually a deliberate dry run for scarcity. In other words, um, and of course you're, not going to be told this, but um, there is an abundance, and I have personally spoken to five different business managers who manage very large quantities of um, commodities. And I am absolutely not going to name names. But um, the shortage is, is real in so much that uh, first it was, you know, well, the stuff we went through supposedly under COVID and then, then there's no baby formula and there'll be a next wave and a next wave. But I'm telling you, and these are the bulk commodities that this is where the other products are derived from. So these are the, you know, the base materials. And right now, they have plenty of it. They have plenty of the base materials. They have more than a sufficient quantity of all the things that get turned into other things. Um, what they have done, what is going on is they know that there is a new thing that is coming, which is why, and Russia, notwithstanding the war with Ukraine, that's a separate issue, but Russia in another direction, um, plays a very big role in this. Uh, so does China, and so so do all the major uh, players in the game of the of the nations. And the very long and short of this is that 
the other producing nations of the world have had to deal with the United States or the consequences for their economies and all of the problems associated with that um, of dealing with America's petrodollar. And that is the number one um, keystone in the entire structure. And if anybody knows out there, um, anyone who happens to work um, in engineering or stone masonry, for instance, that very thing at the very top of an arch, that very that centerpiece, that's called a keystone. And so much is absolutely pivotal on that keystone. And if you severely damage or remove the keystone, the structure collapses. And in the case of American finance, um, to a very, very large degree, um, perhaps some might argue almost entirely that we've had a sweet deal for, I don't know, the last 80 years, 100 years, whatever it's been. Um, I don't know the exact date. But yeah, when we were able to uh, push through the idea for fuel, for, you know, oil, let's say, um, that all things throughout the uh, nation, states, communities around the world, they have to play the game that all the revenue is from in American dollars. And this is commonly referred to as petrodollars. And so what has happened is is that um, finally you know these groups they they understand this very well and they basically said well this has to stop we have to we have to break this and so what um again there's for instance again this is doublespeak misinformation and that's the whole thing that we're doing sanctions with Russia you know but this is to move your attention away from what's really going on because say for instance um you know they're talking they're trying to um do this huge economic impact on Russia who uh, you know that Great Britain won't get any of their let's say their oil or the or the US or whatnot but in reality we actually don't get a great deal of oil from them either. We, we, it doesn't matter, and neither does Britain. So there's something else going on, and I just told you what is going on. Um, the United States government and their pals in the quote-unquote European community, um, they have... Um, They've been basically our economic, um, financial, you know, lapdogs, uh, particularly, especially and particularly ever since 
uh, the end of the Second World War in 1945. But uh, that is going to be no more. So what I'm telling you is <clears throat> everything is going on now. This is a planned dry run. Because before you have the, the great event coming, the smart move, and they, the oligarchs, definitely want this. Um, because when the real deal hits, they want to be able to know, you know, what to expect. Now, for instance, we are in America and in the West, um, where, you know, we, we, we are very privileged as far as, um, goods are concerned. Uh, that's for most of us. That's what we, that, that is the lifestyle. That is what we have grown to be accustomed to. So when, you know, um, some store runs out of some, you know, st perceived staple or, or something, um, we're, you know, we're ready to lose our minds. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> if you think this is bad, what I'm telling you that is going to happen, I cannot say when. I know it's not going to be too much longer. I don't know. Could be one or two years. Certainly within five certainly within five, but I'm thinking a lot sooner, probably two or three years max. And you can, if I'm wrong, you can throw this back at me and, you know, because people love, <laughs> people love to do that when you're wrong. If I was off by six months and they say, ah, uh -huh, you were off by, yeah, and they, they love the point, but they, they don't like to give you any positive feedback when you happen to be correct. And I suppose that I guess that's a natural thing that folks do when, you know, you're not, you're not telling them good things. These are not, <laughs> oh, they're not happy things. These are very unpleasant things. But the entire point about it is like trying to forewarn somebody about something that is bad that's coming so hopefully it will help them and that's what I'm trying to do I am trying because that's what I do and I'm trying to you know it I don't know, the top of my head, if I could think of an analogy, if you were some kind of, I don't know, a visionary or a seer, and you had, uh, this was the year in, in um, I guess it was, um, what was it, 1914, when the, uh, the Titanic, 1912, I can't quite remember, but when the, the, the point is, is that when they were leaving to, uh, on the Titanic, and if you absolutely saw vision, uh, of its of its sinking and you were you know you were absolutely certain 
and uh, you were trying to warn people, and of course, you know, it's laughed you off and said, like, you know, God, this, who is this crazy person, you know? <laughs> and so now I fully, I fully realize that there's, there's, uh, there's other folks that have said similar things and they've done it for years and years. But the difference here is that every single thing that I have um, talked about in my programs. Now, I don't mean to be playing my own fiddle and to congratulate myself here, but if you don't know me, if you haven't listened to me before, my record is um, it's pretty good. Everything that I have stated that would happen has happened. But, yeah, this, what's going on here, and I'm not, I'm not, on the other hand, I'm not saying, again, it's going to be the end of the world and run to the hills, and it, it's, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, you can be one of those people that what I'm going to tell you that's going to happen happens. Well, no, you won't be shocked. You won't be surprised. Because a lot of people who don't, they will be. And that puts you in a better position to protect yourself and hopefully protect your family. So, if what I said is true when I'm talking about these shortages, now imagine items, you know, fruits, vegetables, beef, chicken, you know, just your staples. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, I talked about the uh, the stupid cream cheese debacle that was a few months back. Okay. And we got our cream cheese back, and it's more than double the price. That's right. It's, it's, the price is absolutely ridiculous. So, just because you get something back... If the price has doubled or tripled, well, you're you're kind of back to square one almost. But anyway, try to imagine this. Imagine things not being gone for a few days. Imagine if people here in the West, particularly in America, who tend to, uh, let's see, since we had the mass murdering that happened recently, in a small town outside of San Antonio, Texas, and I think it was uh, 19 kids that were killed, and that was another couple uh, adult teachers that were killed. And then since that time, we have had multiple shootings. The point is, is that we here in the West, we live in a very... <laughs> We live in a very hair-trigger existence. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. 
Are you listening to this, folks, if you're in any other part of the world and you're just dying to come to America? Listen to this. Listen real good. (laughs) Because this society is on a hair trigger where the slightest provocation can get you killed. But yeah, so if you think that's bad, imagine this, you know, being out of these things for weeks, maybe even months. Because for one simple reason, the members of the other members of the world community, quote unquote, are absolutely sick of suffering the economic consequences of American um, homogeny, and um, they have to do they have to do something, and what they have what they have wanted to do and in the past unsuccessfully tried to do. And now they're going to force the issue of they want the freedom of not having to trade, say, for example, their oil, which for many of these countries is their primary export. But they are screwed because they have to trade in dollars. And that's what this is all about, because what they're essentially going to do, and you're not going to hear what I'm telling you in the main media. It's not going to happen. You're not going to hear it. That's why I'm telling you here. That's the difference. But they have to do this uh, because they want that cozy arrangement. They, it, they're forcing the issue. They, it needs to stop. They want it to stop. And as a matter of fact, in addition to that, there is also serious discussion that the um, nations, the independent nations of Europe, are um, wanting to uh, basically go back to their original currencies. So that means getting rid of the euro and the independent countries going back with, you know, the corresponding uh, trade rates um, that once were. So, you know, Germany has the Deutsche Mark and Russia has rubles and Italy has the lira and, and so forth. And it is to actually to their advantage to do so. So there is, um, when you're, um, (laughs) I thought of a, I just, it just crossed my mind. You know, we, we should come up with there. There are many potential new names for America. This one just came off the top of my head. Perhaps I was thinking, it should be the United States of doublespeak. And if you're unfamiliar, (laughs) 
if you're if you're one of those youngins out there, and to me, which I'm an olden, you know, anyway, to me, if you're 30 or under, you're a youngin. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was very popular. Um, I think it was from a uh, professor. I think it was a professor. And he wrote his famous book. I think his name was Lutz. L-U-T-Z. Um, yeah. And anyway, this would have been, I'm thinking, uh, this was in the late 80s. And this is something, this isn't new. This technique, the technique of doublespeak. It's not new. It, it was actually even used... Um, it gave examples of various writings from various philosophers, um, going again, going back to the Roman period, at least. Um, yeah, so I, <laughs> I'm not going to spend the time, uh, going into what doublespeak is if you are unfamiliar, but yeah, it, that, off the top of my head, as far as America and the government and the media is concerned, as you just call it, the United States of doublespeak. But one thing, I can guarantee you one thing is for certain. If even half of what I say is true, I want you to think about this for a moment, okay? If even half of what I'm saying is true, the implications are really bad for all of us. I hope you had a good day today, and I hope we all have a better day tomorrow. Take care.